Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if i do say so myself i've noticed that and i think our listeners have noticed too because i've been picking up on a bunch of tiktok comments that have been like you're glowing recently so hats off to dime no one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine the work system from dime beauty has everything you need in one powerful package it includes a gentle cleanser a toner two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Dolls. Guys. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Back in the big city. The city that never sleeps. The big old apple. We were just there. I was feeling very um, Sex in the City coded. Obviously, taking the subway alone. Walking through the Union Square Farmer's Market. Just doing my thing with my Trader Joe's bag. I felt very Carrie in 1998. Carrie O'Donnell Bradshaw. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was really loving... The, the Manhattan vibe. energy mm -hmm. and even the Brooklyn energy because I went to Williamsburg right. for a day and Greenpoint and I was just like, God, I love this city. Did you hop on the L? I didn't. I just took an Uber because it was faster. I was saying it would take 45 minutes to get from the Lower East Side to 
Brooklyn. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Damn. It was, like, weird. So I did an Uber, but, yeah, I just I love New York so much. Yeah, I really think you need to invest in a extended stay. Yeah, I'll, I'll do, like, a mini a vacation or something eventually. A stint? Yeah. I mean, the best thing ever would be... I was like, maybe I just get like a studio apartment there and then I can like bop back and forth whenever I feel like it. But then I was looking and even studios are like $2,400 a month. It's crazy. I was like, damn. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to like choose one or the other until you're like at this point set to do both. Um. So yeah, goal, long term goal unlocked is like have apartments in both yeah i want to be at a terror in new york and be able to just like fly mint back and forth we both flew mint on separate flights and it was the greatest experience of both our lives yeah nothing was, tastes as good as mint feels no it was it's like you know and you can get we both got pretty good deals like it's not it's it's a you know it's it's a definitely like a splurge but like you can find really good semi-affordable upgrades. I think at this point, you're basically, if you're going to travel by air, you're resigned to the fact that it just costs double what it costs a year ago. And the new normal is like to fly one way in Mint is basically the cost of like f- what flying to Europe used to be. And we've just like understood that this is inflation And I don't understand, like, once inflation hits and then everyone decides to inflate worldwide, why would then it ever go down? If everyone's like, oh, we can ask these prices and people will pay them, then why would you de-inflate after that? Let's get Susie Orman on. Like, I don't understand this thought like, oh, it's just inflation, but it's temporary. I'm like, no, that seems like you just raise. Yeah. And then if people fuck with your raise, you stay raised. Basically, going to New York is now like, I'm going to Paris. I'm going to gay Paris. It's true. But also, to fly men, I mean, it's not cheap by any stretch of the imagination. But but I was, you know what? I was like, we've had a crazy week. I I need to lay flat on return. Coming back from anywhere, it's of the utmost importance for my mental health, my sanity, my body, that I lay flat. I agree. And, you know, it was like, I was like... I got married last week. We just did a crazy tour. Like, I'm feeling good. I just wanted to treat myself. So Mm -hmm. I got the mint experience. And boy, was it an experience. I can never look back. Where where were you in the mint? I was row 3A. Okay. I was in a double seat row, Mm -hmm. which was fine. I mean, I felt bad for the lady next to me because I made her get up like three times so I could pee. But that's, that's just life, baby. I felt bad too, but the guy was so pleasant every time I did it, and I was like, yeah, I think he was nice. Too. I think he was just like, hey, we're in mint. Once you're in mint, you're like, nothing matters anymore. I had my socks on. I felt nothing is cozier than getting into oh it was... a pod and then being like, I'm finally safe. It I'm was... finally in a place where people care about me for once. And I had really bad turbulence for like a third of the trip. And I was fine. I truly believe like whenever I get upgraded or if I find myself sitting in business or mint, I'm like, 
we're safe. Nothing bad can happen because I'm in mint. Cut to you. <laughs> They're true. I'm like, even if it did, even if this plane did go down, I'd be, I'd be safe because I'm in mint. Yeah. It would, it would be. I get subscribed to like full mint delusions. Oh, I was in a full mint pink cloud. I was like truly. And I watched, um, spoiler alert, that gay movie with Jim Parsons. Oh, gay cancer movie? Yeah. How was it? It was funny and good. Did you cry? Yeah. I watched some of Legally Blonde and then I like drifted into slumber. Oh, I slept. It was just amazing. And my flight attendant was this really cool gay. He was the official mint maitre d'. And he was so like, he was just great. And I think he saw, I think he saw, he like clocked me and we were like. That you were like gay or that you were new to the mint life? Both. Because at one point I, I ordered, I ordered tomato soup and it was like a. Gazpacho, or uh, yeah, it was gazpacho. Yeah, and I, I am not culture enough because I was like, I thought it was gonna be tomato soup with croutons. You didn't read gazpacho, chilled tomato gazpacho. No, I didn't. I just like saw it, glanced at the tomato, and I was like, I want that. I thought I saw croutons, and I was just like, I'm ready. And there then, were croutons on it. I ordered the same thing. I didn't get croutons, hmm. and I said, Is this served? Is this supposed to be served cold? And you went. <laughs> he went. Yeah, man. You outed yourself as a true plebe on mint. You know what, though? Like, Is this supposed to be served cold? I love that they would overlook in like a first-class plane cabin. They're just like, we'll serve it cold. They'll you know what? Know. It was a. It was one of those planes where like they were having to pause like between each food serving, not only to prepare it, but because of the turbulence. Mm-hmm. So they were like waiting, going. It took like a long time. So I was kind of like... You were like, maybe they just forgot. I was the last row. I was 5A. So I was like, maybe he just like, understandably in like the heat of turbulence just didn't heat up the soup. And yeah, I outed myself as a fucking middle class person because I am. Gazpacho or not. Uh, Have you not? Didn't we talk about gazpacho recently? I know what gazpacho is. I know about cold tomato soup. I thought I read the menu very, I gleaned it and just saw like, tomato soup with croutons and i was like oh that sounds good a hot bowl a hot cup of tomato soup but i feel like i was talking to someone about gazpacho recently that like we weren't didn't know about gazpacho well there's a lot of us i learned about it at a young age i don't know how i think i had to like sign up to make it once and then i was like you had an elegant you had an elegant childhood we had the same childhood, bitch. Don't even act like we didn't. You had an you had an eleganza childhood. Uh, we had extremely similar upbringings and childhoods. So let's not get that twisted. You, but you I, were, you were slain. I've been a foodie from a young age, and there was something just like I was like I remember being a kid and being like soup served cold, well, tomatoes and cucumbers, <clears throat> and, and like, then and then I've I thought about I thought about Kristen. And yes, it is served hot. <laughs> the bisque. Can you imagine Kristen as your mint flight bully you. Yeah. She'd be like, why? You wouldn't dare ask her if it was meant to be served cold. Yeah, it's fucking supposed to be cold. That's what he basically said with his smile. Well, yeah, because then you're questioning like someone's job. Oh, I was I was like You were asking questions. I was all you put your no, Karen no, 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 hat no. on. I did not said... have my Karen hat. I made sure I was like I am going to support you, my fellow <laughs> fag in Mint, and be like the best gay customer you'll ever have. And then in that moment... You failed. I failed. You failed the test. But you know what? Did you eat it anyways? Yeah, I ate it. 
There's nothing like a gazpacho in the summertime. Seasonal menu and mint. I lo- like love plain food. Like I will eat anything you serve me on a plane, even if it's literal slop. No, which was... I have eaten with gusto, and it was genuinely good. I got the pork shoulder. I had chicken. Chicken was a little dry. Mm. Pork shoulder was delish. You had two, you had chicken and yeah, you could order three of five. Oh, you I really just... went into like no read, just be mode. No, I got three. Laura, I got three items. I got the chicken, I got the salad, and I got the gazpacho. Wow! So I did but actually. You wanted me. I did actually get three things. I'm not that at flighty and absent-minded. I just gleaned over the gazpacho aspect. Mm. But I looked over and this very like very chic straight couple next to me, probably in their early fifties, they're both very attractive. And the the woman they were so happy to be in mint. And the woman was watching Abbott Elementary and I saw her go a few times go, oh. I love that. And I was like, I love you. I love it in there. Mm-hmm. It was like we're here. It really is like a we're here mm-hmm. bonding experience. But then I was like <laughs> <laughs> What? So, no, I say I, it. Say it. You know how JetBlue has that actually has that amazing like pantry that you can go like You missed the pantry? Well, I like I wanted to get a Pepsi, but I didn't want to I was like I don't want to go like You didn't want to go with the the normie. No, I didn't want to be like I I didn't want to be like I'm I am in mint, but I'm also coming to your pantry. <laughs> oh. And then I went back and I eventually was like, can I just get a Diet Pepsi? And the flight attendant was like... you just ask your guy? I did. You'd already burned a bridge. No, I did at one point and it took him like... I don't want to... This is going to make me feel like a bitch. It took him a while. <laughs> You're setting me the fuck up. You this fucking bitch. This is a setup. This is a fucking setup. After you try to out me as like... We're like different. Like I had some like high class. You had a suit. high society. You had a high you had, class you upbringing. You had and Oklahoma. Oh, poor me. I'm just a mi- I'm just middle class. <laughs> you, on the other hand, you miss. You were like in Oklahoma with a with a. He's a doctor. He's a god. You are a class trader on this podcast. But no, I I no because I I ordered I ordered a I, I asked for a Pepsi, but then it. It like didn't come for a long time, and I think he forgot. I think it, oh, under- he just forgot. He was mm-hmm. like talking to like there was like kind of a cute. I think it was the first officer came back at one point to get coffee, and he was kind of hot. And mm-hmm. I think they were like chatting it up. He said, "I've had enough of this gazpacho gay." So it took him a while, and then and then when I finally like he like made eye contact with me, and I was just like, and then I was like, "Oh no!" I he just he hates me now. So I didn't want to ask again. So I went to the pantry and then I was like, they're all going to be like, they're all going to be like, get out of here, mint. Leave. You really had some like drama happening in mint. I had class. I had some like real like shame. You were dealing with a lot. I was, but I loved it and I had a great time. Yeah. You, you do like wrestling up a little drama wherever you go, a little intrigue, a little drama, mm-hmm. some questions, some like looking about. Yeah. Um but you yeah, know who never know. has drama in mint? You know who does also have drama in mint, I mean? Miranda on her flight home from <laughs> LA to New York. Do you think she took mint? Or is she budgeting? I don't know. She took mint. Do you think she even made oh she did make it home because she, she hugged her school shooter son. Mm-hmm. Let's just get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on this podcast so far, I've been burned. You've been burned. I've been in, you've I've been, questioned. You've implicated you've yourself. Pushed me to, you've pushed me to the limits. <laughs> you've, you've, Lara has implicated me in being a. 
Look, if you a, go... A, a, a fucking provincial rube. You my sister... You implicate me to being, like, the 1%. <laughs> You I literally, was, I you was joking. I was. You were like. You were like. Oh, I've been drinking gazpacho since I was a kid. And I'm I was just like, like. And I was like. Oh well, you had a worldly wor- and interested in all kinds of childhood. Soups. But no, my sister. One time, I said I had a fear of flying, and she goes, "How provincial." <laughs> so. But you're, you're not. You're, you're, you're realizing you're that channeling it's not. Karen, right now, as afraid. Yeah, not now. I'll proudly channel. You're channeling. As they say in the Patreon, older sister vibes. But you're channeling younger baby vibes. What do you mean? Like you're being baby. And that's okay. That's okay. Um, I'm Lara. I'm Carrie. And you're listening to... We just had a huge fight. <laughs> massive blowout on the pod. This is where I'm like, I, I'm announcing that I'm quitting the pod. <laughs> do you remember when I said we have a big announcement? This was... this. I still am this not over a- this. I said about our tour. Like I was like... we're. A big, big announcement, announcement coming, coming and, and everyone for a day was like he's leaving oh my god are you leave i'm like people think that you and i are like about to come to blows every episode <laughs> no the answer is no no but you know what i've i've asked and i i will say this i've already said this to you i have asked other dual duo pod people and other they say people always are like you guys are fighting Oh, it's every a thing. single podcast that is like a co-host. Yeah, there's always drama and men. Lawson, Lawsoners. There's always <laughs> there's always listeners thinking that they're like Lawsoners. There's a Lawsoners thinking that they're About like to, at like, war, not be friends anymore. And it's like a, I think it's just a human nature thing and like a I drama. It. I love leaning into wanting it, wanting to like pick sides and. I, t- I texted you and I was like, should I clear this up? And Laura went, no. Make no, them. let them suffer. I was like, let them, let them worry. Keeps them on their toes. Yeah. I like to keep the listeners on their toes. Me too. Yeah. If they're, they want also, if they are taking it to a place of, are you leaving? They want to be kept on their toes and they want drama. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you would just be like, whatever, I'll wait for the announcement. Well, I'm ready to give it to them. So you're listening to... Sexy, unique, unique mint. What is this bad? No, I think it's funny. We just never got through the introduction. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara, and you're listening to Sexy, Sexy unique, unique Podcast. Mint. mint. They, they did, did that. They minted. They they mint that. They did mint. Okay, guys. This episode was good. I'd say this episode is not bad. This episode was the closest thing we've gotten in a long time to the original show. A little bit. Partially due to the trick of the voiceover, which was actually just Carrie reading her book. I know. I had the same thing where I saw it and I went, <gasps> and then it when was I like, heard it, I was like, no, I was like, buckle up. Here we go. It was like, Whoa! And then, no, she's no, recording her fucking sad, sad story. Wait, by the way, the cover of her book. What is it? It looks that like cover? the Seventh Seal, that it looks like, like Bergman White movie. Oleander. I know, Love Lost. What is it? No, it, it's like what is it called? Beloved Lost. Can't remember. Don't care. But it's black and white. It's like a black and white. It looks like an Apple background, like a yeah. MacBook background. It was the most. It's like it's like rocks and sh- the shore. I'm the like, Hamptons? she lives in New York. I know. I'm like, oh, I guess she likes the beach. It was very like beach vibes. Yeah, it was like I wanted like a. I wanted like a heel, like just a heel. 
<laughs> no, I wanted like a kind of a maybe like a somber like skyline of New York or something. Or you know, like a... like Central Park or just something like I was like, you don't live at the beach. I was like, this Carrie Bradshaw in this? You live I'm in, confused. You live on the Upper East Side. In quotes. It's truly like confounding. Stock it was, footage Apple background. It was what remains Carol Radzwell. But what even was that background? That was, was that like a serious beach. I think to like when you're a widow and you write about being a widow, well, do no, you I just think... automatically have to choose a apple beach background well her carol's was also i think evocative of jfk jr's crash because she it's about that but now i'm thinking of like widow lit and i'm thinking that it truly is just like somber foggy beach well she's leaning into it so carrie (sighs) (laughs) i'm gonna let you lead post podcast carrie bradshaw is She's like, you know what? It's okay that I sunk an entire podcast network and unemployed multiple people, including my former lover and a iconic disabled woman in a wheelchair and took away their health care. I'm going to ignore that and record my shitty fucking meditation on Big's death. Also, has her book already come out or it hasn't come out yet? I don't think it's, had, I don't think it's come out yet. Okay. I think she's doing it in tandem. Got it. So... There, we come up on Carrie. She's like walking, walking, walking in Bryant Park. And then we hear, Carrie, Carrie. And it's Lizette. This was incredibly jarring. Their relationship to me is yeah. like. What? Since when? I was like, oh, yeah, this character. They had that thing. They were like, we have to work her back into the mix. Well, I think they're trying to make her. She's sort of like young. She's Carrie. She's young Carrie. Yeah. But, but she's having a jewelry show. She's like, Carrie's like, hey, girl what are you doing in this side of town? And she's like, oh, I'm just waiting as they set up those geodesic domes for my... my <laughs> For my big old jewelry my show. My jewelry showcase. And they're setting up, like, domes. And Carrie's like, wow, Brian Park. My old stomping grounds. I'm getting Ooh, chills. Fashion ground zero. Pizzle in my... Pizzle. Bussy. <laughs> and she's like, girl, you've got it, girl. And Lisette's like... I just I don't know how confident I am with the show, and she's like, "You're one of Bulgaria's three designers to watch." Like, what? Go, does Bulgaria have like a An annual list they publish? Yeah, and she goes, "Well," she goes, "And you, you're Carrie Bradshaw." Well, then she goes, "You still coming?" And Carrie's like, "Brian Park, heels and a little champagne. You know, uh, you know, I'll be there with bells and whistles." <laughs> and then Lisette's like, "All right, girl, I gotta go um, facilitate this. I'm 23 years old, and I'm having a full on fucking." fashion show in bryant park but peace to you and carrie's like yeah i gotta go uh record my shit ass audiobook for my dumbass book about my horrific my seashell book my seashell book about my dead husband and then she's like girl don't remember don't forget that you're carrie bradshaw girl and she's like thanks i'll remember that i was like this was written by michael patrick king it had the very much like a gay man wrote this definitely energy she goes embarrassingly they asked me to record the audiobook i'm like well that's that's typical that's what happens that's literally what happens when you write a memoir like i mean i don't know many i haven't listened to many books on tape but like the memoirs i've listened to i'm pretty sure like mariah carey read her own memoir who did the white girls audiobook micro problems uh this person that was like a known like a known audiobook reader vibe. Okay, never mind. I still get her 
emails updating on whatever she's doing. Can't unsubscribe from that list. You went, girl. Look, love and light to her. Like, a girl's got to eat. It was a cursed scenario. I didn't even... I didn't even have the balls at the top. Like, obviously, I wanted to read the audiobook, yeah. like, for clear reasons. Yeah. But it was a, I, let's just say, a very unsafe scenario to even suggest that. Could have launched a world war that... The nuclear football was <laughs> It would being... have been, like, a nuclear fallout had I suggested that. So we all just had to, like, agree on letting this person read it and... I apologize to anyone that has had to listen to that because it is a real, it's something. But buy it. Buy the book. Buy the book. Give Laura. Give me some, I make royalties on that. So every time you buy it, I make like 25 cents. Nice. Actually, I probably make like a dollar, maybe 75. Hell yeah. But that's not nothing in this economy. (laughs) This coin shortage? Yeah. Um, So she's like, and she walks off she skedaddles away i used to work in bryant park for what yahoo <laughs> and then it moved to times square yahoo offices they used to be there and then they moved to times square what is bryant park now oh. just abandoned it's <laughs> the last of us remember fashion week in bryant park that is that was when fashion week was like cool Ooh, this is cool yeah where is it now it's at like different events. Meatpacking? No, I think it's at like it's at the Armory, I think. Mark Jacobs does a show there. It's like all over the place. It's all over the fucking place. Damn. Did you see Mark Jacobs' recent show was three minutes? That's cool. I know. They just they just came charging out and it was like They charged and then they went back. Yeah. I love that. I know. Seema walks out of her apartment and she gets pickpocketed. Well, she gets full blown robbed. She gets robbed. Her Birkin gets stolen from this thief in broad Ripped daylight out of her arms in broad daylight no one chases after him she goes go my Birkin!" <laughs> and then she calls and she has her driver driver around the neighborhood and she calls carrie and she goes they stole my fucking birkin and she's kind of doing like a what is that called just casing she's casing the neighborhood to see if they just took her wallet and ditched the purse like they used to do in the good old days she goes, carrie goes they're on to us now girlfriend Kasima <laughs> goes what's happened to this fucking city i'm like you're not even in a city right now you're on a lot no you're in you're on paramount you're in vanilla sky <laughs> yeah um we head to the arbor school where this the gay headmaster is talking about they're doing like a mom meeting pta kind of thing and there's some issues happening some kid has published a milf list of the top 10 milfs in the school and charlotte and ltw are creaming their pants to get on to get a hold of that list and see where they landed i liked this plot line i thought this was like actually funny and like felt like not appropriate for the, like it wasn't trying to be like it felt good i liked it too but it felt like there's something going on with like the way the show is shot now and lit where i'm like something is just off well the original the show the original show like felt so like more grounded or and, like, like real and like it felt like it really captured the city like it felt almost like you were really like following these people like it didn't feel like overly corrected yeah i think it's just like the shininess factor and the way anyone's even like framed up is like and lit is like throwing me and there's something about like 
there's something about her but there's something about the flow of their dialogue which i'm like makes it like i follow what's happening but i also feel like it's hard to follow what's happening at the same time everyone has like a kind of like more mortuary like a mortician makeup job sheen to them do you know what i mean Mm-hmm. everything looks like embalmed it's just all like everyone is really embalmed like uncanny like the original has like a it's like you know when there's episodes set in the summertime it's like hot and muggy looking and it, it feels like real and then and there are moments where carrie like doesn't look that great you know or like she looks kind of tired and like miranda you know what i mean and like but they still look glamorous yeah and they're this is like i don't know what it is it's really bizarre it's like a circus. Yeah. It's like Willy Wonka or something. So back in the stew, <laughs> Carrie's struggling to record the death scene. Chapter Biggs, three. Yeah. Big's death. And in the studio is her, I guess, book agent. What happened to Molly Shannon? Wasn't that her book agent? Or and was Amy that her Sedaris. publisher? Yeah. Where are they? I don't know. They'd I was like, who perfect. the fuck is this bitch? That's like my first thought when she popped on screen. I did like that they were sort of making fun of like forever maskers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a family in front of me on Mint who it was the dad had his own, which is a little dreamy. The dad had his own Mint. He got in Mint. And the other no, and his wife and son were in the the tour in front of him. Oh, that's annoying. And I feel were, like you're stuck with the kid. They were all. It was like the son was probably like eighteen or nineteen, and they were like hardcore N95 mask. And when they came by to offer food, the dad went, "No, we're we will not be eating." Oh wow. Okay, like, so they were really doing it. I was like, damn. Maybe they had COVID. Uh, maybe. But I'm like. Or they were just like those people that are like. They're now they got their like germ phobia got unlocked yeah. and like cosigned, so now they can be like germ freaks forever. Yeah, and they will never not wear a mask. I keep seeing people like I feel like I was sitting nearby someone that was wearing a mask and then like they kind of took it off for a while but then put it back on and I was like, What's that about? Well that was always that was also always happening. Like the hygiene theater wearing a mask. But like if you're gonna mask up then you have to commit to the n95 you wear it and you don't take it off until you get to like the next location but like if you take it off for one second the jigs like all bets are off i remember flying during like pre-vaccine covid they were like do not take your mask off for anything other than eating and breathing (laughs) (laughs) they were like you can take it off when you take a sip but then you have to put it right back on i was like okay well that does nothing so i was like like, I was, it was insane to me. No, it was peak insanity. Yeah, I don't even, but that was, that darked me out. But this guy, there, he, so this one producer has two masks on and he apparently has terrible BO. I felt kind of bad for this guy. I was like, you're literally making, he can, the other guy can hear you. You're on a hot mic. Yeah, and they're like, oh God, make him go away. Like, what? I was like, what's the point of that? That wasn't mm-hmm. comedy. No, it was just mean. Yeah, it was like mean girls, classic mean girls. She can't get through chapter three. It's so hard. She goes, I came home and I heard the shower running. And I was worried because we were to leave in about an hour to go to the Hamptons. We were taking a powering through <laughs> a two-hour trip to the Hamptons where we would then wake up the next morning. <laughs> She's like, he laid there. He lay. For one second. 
I saw how small his body looked, even though he looked so big. Even though he was such a big fucking. <laughs> I was like, move it along, man. bitch. We lived it. We watched this. We happen. saw it. And of, of course, they can't flash back to big because Christopher oh, knows. Because he's a sex pissed. Oh, and I saw him. She goes, oh, and I realized just how small he was, even though in reality he was big fucking fat cocked motherfucker <laughs> with a big fat cock and a giant hairy balls. <laughs> she goes, I felt him and he was rock hard under the shower. <laughs> and even though he was taking his dying breath, I sucked, I him, sucked him off. <laughs> and he came down my throat. He died and went into the other world. And as he took his last breath, <laughs> I, took I, his, I took his last, last load. As <laughs> I gulped down my, his last load in I my his, empty it, stomach, <laughs> it filled me with hope that I hadn't felt in a long time. And I knew and that my hope, I meant come. Big and was she, gone, but a little bit of him would always be inside goes, of me. As he took his last dying <laughs> breath, I took my last gulp of his hot cum into my thoracy. And I knew then he was gone, gone, gone. But I thought... I sucked the life right out of him <laughs> in more ways than one. I saw he was... <laughs> I saw he was dying and, and goes, I said, oh. I gotta get a piece of that. She goes, guys, I just can't get through this. It's just too hot and too sensual and too revealing. They go, you gotta say it. Say it now. We want to hear every last word, every last <laughs> drop of cum. And she goes... <laughs> I simply can't. I simply can't. I have to retreat for the day to my home. So then Carrie, after tanking an entire podcast network. Because I'm not an actress. I was like. Putting people out on the streets. Leaving like. Oh my God, you're so right. So many jobless people in her wake decides that what she's going to do with the next job she gets is immediately call in sick and fake COVID the next day. Okay. I was I like, to- that is classic Carrie to like pretend to have COVID and not. It was like, okay, selfish Carrie strikes again. This yeah, feels that felt, right. That felt like home. But I was like, literally, you're a monster. People um, are, there's a woman in a wheelchair somewhere out in Manhattan who literally doesn't have a job because of you. And now you're faking COVID. And there's like a man who clearly has like either long COVID or, and it's making him have like torrential BO and he just can't fucking smell it because he has three masks on because he always has covid and you're putting him on the street yeah that poor man needs help these producers like can't work yeah but she doesn't care no i can't get through this chapter the last the chapter chapter three the the last the last blo- drop the la- <laughs> the last blowy <laughs> <laughs> last rights last blowy she always heard from samantha that a man's cock is hardest right before he dies so i had to get my mouth around that big dong <laughs> samantha <laughs> she goes, samantha always told me a man's cum tastes the best right before right he as he's dying <laughs> <laughs> so i had to get a little sippy i had to get a little sippy sippy before i called the cops <laughs> Are you ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos and you will rise to the top of the heap and you will be 
deified and worshipped for the rest of your days walking this planet. Because as anyone who with siblings know, that's the only goal on Mother's Day is to be the favorite. And if you're an only child, you're still competing with all your other extended family members. And it's important to wage a war and come out on top. If you're an only child, you're also at war with yourself. So what you can do is get your mother or the preeminent mother figure in your life, an aura frame. You load it up with photos. It's literally the easiest thing to do. And I know that you might be thinking, ew, digital frames are bleak. But I'm telling you, this aura frame is chic. And the best part is it has unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, so you can keep updating your mother or mother figure's frame with new photos. So it's the gift that keeps on giving and uploading. I gave my mom an Aura frame, and she had resisted for so long because she's truly anti-technology like barely even understands how to facetime and i said just let me just let me and i set it all up for her i plugged it in i fired up the app i preloaded pictures on it and now she's so into it that she figured out how to preload pictures and even runs it from her app which is truly saying a lot because she refuses to download apps she thinks everyone's spying on her stealing her data and the fact that i was able to break through and she literally loves this frame like loaded it up with pictures of her cat i was like we did it joe Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code SUP at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. 
Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if i do say so myself i've noticed that and i think our listeners have noticed too because i've been picking up on a bunch of tiktok comments that have been like you're glowing recently so hats off to dime no one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine the work system from dime beauty has everything you need in one powerful package it includes a gentle cleanser a toner two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Anyway, speaking of... Low timber back in LA, Samantha or Miranda is running lines with Che. They're like catered breakfast. Okay, why is Miranda literally Nana? I know. Why can she not read a phone? She can't operate any machinery. She's an Android. Why? She's like, oh, oh, oh. she's like, I Do they can't pay her read. like three million dollars to say I Android? really don't understand Miranda's character and how she aged. 48 years since she's 110 years old it's just sad like she's like i mean hopefully she broke free of this but she's just like sad she's like you're in a you don't have a job all you do is go to aa meetings and you're only you've thing gone you, to one aa meeting you've gone to one AA meeting in, in, in the apple store at the grove and <laughs> your only other activity is running lines with like you're getting like elder abuse manipulated by the t-mobile employees to buy androids yeah you're wearing a really strange hat around you're like losing your phone and seaweed like does she have dementia i'm legitimately concerned steve's like dead yeah where was steve wouldn't you call your husband or the father of your child if the child is like threatening suey in amsterdam wouldn't you call steve and be like we need to get on the next flight to Amsterdam. Or, like, make sure he gets home okay. I'm heading home, but, like, call him and keep in touch while I'm, like, in transit. How did we even... She's like... They just... Re- okay, we'll get to it. But so Miranda's running lines with Che. They're doing the big pilot taping that night. And... For Che Pasa. The hit new show. Che is up doing... It's They're rehearsing their scene with Tony Danza where, where he's like, I don't... Baby, I don't care if you're non-binary or what you are i love you just i love you you just the way you are cannoli and it's supposed to be this emotional scene and miranda's kind of giving good feedback like as anyone reading running lines does question what is the show still going to be called che pasa oh yeah i guess so yeah yeah so miranda's like do you think maybe che's just being like a fucking asshole and they're like everything miranda's saying they're like and miranda goes Maybe you do want to like try practicing crying in this moment because it says calls for crying. And they go, I'm not going to fucking cry right now. Okay. I was like, okay, well, you're the, you're the star of this fucking show. And this is supposed to be a pivotal moment. And like, you need to show that you're an actor, not just a stand up. 
which clearly you can't prove that well. Be like, look, your sets at the comedy store so far have been you walking on stage and then going, and that's my time, and then leaving the stage. So, like, the, now is your chance yeah. to shine. So then they reveal they don't want to cry because they don't want America to see a non-binary person crying because they feel like that is loaded with the inference that all non-binary and trans people are tragic, which I was like, it's kind of a reach in for me, honey, from a moment in Che Pasa. But if you think that non-binary and trans people are going to be watching Che Pasa, they have better. You fish have to another fry. thing coming. No one. The is... only people that are going to be watching Che Pasa is no one because it's going to be because it's like on CBS and it's really really bad. Yeah, I was like, I don't think the our fellow like the people watching Che Pasa are fellow nanas, just like the one you're currently fucking every night. Yeah, and Miranda's like, you're going to be great. You're going to be amazing. Just do be the Che that I know and love for America. And Che's like, all right. So then we cut to another kind of, and that's my time. And it's Nia Wallace <laughs> going, yeah, and that's how I became a professor at Columbia Law School. And it's an LTW documentary featuring. What is this documentary? I don't know. And, and that's literally just this. It's just Nia going. And that's how I became a law professor at Columbia Law School. <laughs> They love it. And then that's my time mm -hmm. on and just like that. Also, I was obsessed with like, they're like, well, on this show, every single character knows every single other character. Even if they have no reason to cross paths, we will find a way. And like it was Charlotte and LTW. Charlotte's like, well, I would ask Miranda for Naya's number, but she's in she's in la with che and i, I was like ltw doesn't give a shit where miranda is she doesn't even know who miranda is so then charlotte's like i'll put you in touch with naya myself and i'm like you know there are six to seven to eight billion people in the world like you don't have to work this person into their world. Yeah, like, this you could is so strange. You could just find someone else. Also, why why have they completely like dropped the plot with Nia Wallace? Like she's it's such a weird like she was like a, she had a lot of plot last year, and now she's just kind of like just so random. What what happened with the rest of her storyline in this episode? Someone else hits on her. It's like cute producer oh, yeah. and he feels her up kind of while he's getting the mic out yeah and then and she's and then like she's like awoken my... so then they go to lunch with anthony also or carrie and charlotte are meeting for lunch and they go oh there they are and then it's ltw and naya and i was like since when are they they're like well since we work together we now have to get lunch with carrie and charlotte the only other people in the universe that we know there are only other what if it, new york was just the four of them and see i kind of think it is they're living in a virtual reality. They, well, we, we've established where, like, that. Everyone else is just an avatar, but the only people that they actually can interact and exist yeah. it with, like Steve is out of the picture. Harry is like an avatar, meaningless. The only people that mean anything to the world at large are Carrie Bradshaw, LTW, Nia Wallace, and Charlotte York Golden And the set. And the, the set on which they exist at any given time. No, the set. Oh, yeah, Lizette. We can't forget they interact And Seema. Sometimes Sims will just interact with them, like kind of like GTA, and then they'll leave. Lizette may or may not be Sim. I just am like really, it just is such a strange, like. It's a strange thing to do to go from a show that felt so big and so expansive 
and like whittle it down. And now it feels so small. Why does Naya have like, why can't we just follow her? Like, why does she have to? And wouldn't. Why does she have to be in this episode no, she just, at all, period? Or she could just talk to Miranda. Or she could just not be in the episode for an episode. I think and Nye you could Wallace, have someone else. I think Nia Wallace probably has a lot of friends. Yeah. I Also, I'm like, her husband's is like it a, summertime? Like, she's just off work? Is she teaching anymore? Yeah, she know. seems to literally not have a job or any purpose. And that's how I became a professor at Columbia Law School. <laughs> so LTW gets emailed the list. And it's like a notes app. And... Charlotte or LTW is number two on the MILF list and Charlotte's number three. That's huge success. And Charlotte goes, you should be number two. She's, I think you should be number two. But either way, we made it and they're excited. Which I was like, okay, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I would want to be a MILF on the list. Carrie starts back at the studio. She's just, it's, so she's booked for the next five days. And she's like, can't you just get an actress? Juliana Margulies, Julianne Moore, one of them, not me. I couldn't possibly do this. And the book agent's like... <laughs> No, it's it's normal for the author to do their own audiobook. Just fucking read Just it, fucking bitch. Do it. I've already heard that you tanked like the Wii Network. Rumors traveling fast around town. We're not going to be the next yeah. ship to go down. The next, there's like they're like <laughs> everywhere Carrie goes, businesses implode. The wreckage in her wake. That's like the it's like a article in like New York Magazine about like Carrie Bradshaw can't stop sinking company. Like the entire book imprint, I believe it at this point that published her is it like hanging on by a thread yeah if this book doesn't sell they're under if carrie doesn't just do this audiobook the whole publishing house is gonna fall so carrie reads the audiobook again and she's like oh this this sentence is really clunky she goes i wish i wish i could change it who wrote this anyway <laughs> and they're like can you please just do this just read the chapter it's just chapter. and she starts again i came in and the shower was on and i said Ooh. <laughs> What's that throbbing bulge in your pants? Is that your heart? Or is that your dick? And I reached in through the zipper and pulled out that big pink cock. <laughs> she no. goes, I saw the heart. I saw something leaping out of his chest. And I thought, is that your heart or your dick? Because it's so big and it's coming even out of your shirt. And I was distracted. And that's why I didn't call 911 for about an hour. Because <laughs> I was too busy. To... And you hear the rain. You hear the shower in the background. She goes, They're sorry. Like, put some shower, put shower sounds. We can't cut to big. She goes, sorry, everyone. I just can't today. I need to go. And she heads to a waxing place. And as she's walking in, she sees Bitsy. <laughs> old, <laughs> I was literally Old like, widow Bitsy. This is so <laughs> insane. This world where you just run into the it's... same six people. In a, it's dreamlike. In a city that never... It is dreamlike. In a city that never sleeps yeah. where there are 8 million people No, no, no. I around. will say, though, you do run into people in New York. Well, yeah, but you don't run into just the same six people all the time. Yeah, that's true. If you did, you'd be like, something's weird. Yeah. I feel like it's very... It is very, like, dreamlike, like, logic where you just, like, people... Random people just show up. And you're like, oh, like this person. Like, mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and... But he goes... <laughs> $100,000 on a facelift. I still have to come here to get my mustache waxed. And Carrie goes, <laughs> mm. she goes, so how are you doing? I know that your husband, your gay husband is also dead. And she goes, yes, well, it's a hard dichotomy. She goes, on some days I'm good. I'm able to go out in the world and some days I just want to stay in bed. She goes, and what they don't tell you is year two, even harder than year one. And Carrie's like, oh, man. She goes, oh, man. Well, I got to go, Bitsy. I got to go read that chapter again. She goes back and she goes, oh, I just can't. I just can't. 
She calls, she goes home and she calls Seema and she goes, what do I do, Seema? Oh no, I know you're upset about your Birkin, honey, but I've got more handbags, I've got more than handbags on my mind. I've got bigger fish to fry. She goes, she goes, I could fit my whole world into a Birkin right now. <laughs> she could, because literally she only interacts with the same six people. Yeah, she goes, I'm she goes something's weird, Seema, every day I just see you, I see Lizette, I see... Naya Wallace and I see LGW and Charlotte. I and just saw Bitsy. Bitsy and I see them every single and day. And goes, who's Bitsy? And she, she goes, you'll see her soon. She goes, we all see Bitsy eventually. She goes, I saw the widow Bitsy at the waxing <laughs> salon. And she goes, Seema, don't you think things are getting kind of weird? Don't you see some things? Aren't people acting a little strange? And she goes, yeah, I got fucking robbed yesterday. Violently mugged on my inside of my house. And she goes, that's not what I mean. She goes, she goes, shut up, Seema. I'm talking about me for once. She goes, she goes, God damn it, Seema. Haven't you listened to what am I saying? I'm saying there's something wrong in this city. People are acting strange. Everyone knows me and everyone doesn't know me. I feel like a stranger and the only person existing in this place. Doesn't that make any sense to you? And Seema goes, Carrie, just shut the fuck up and go buy some <laughs> shoes, you stupid bitch. And Carrie goes, fine, I'll go out. I'll go to Manolo. I'll go to... I'm going to Bergdorf's. I'm going to Bergdorf's right now. And she goes and she buys... She drops like a hundred thou on shoes. She did drop like... Which I was like, okay, good. I'm glad for Finally. her. But again, I just want to remind you, she's put an entire podcast network out of business. Well, she's she's like a- letting... She's leading these publishers along on a string. And then she's going out and spend, spend, spend. Yeah, she has a, like $500 million. I know. She needed it. And then she's trying on her little shoes, feeling a little bit better. And then she gets the big bright I idea. Wanted, I wanted more of a meal of that moment. I wanted like a whole like... I would love one cent of fashion. I wanted like a montage of her trying on shoes. Carrie Bradshaw is flop. I'm literally Kristen. I'm Lexi. What happened? We used to be New the York most exciting city in the world. Not anymore. Now it's just bitsy and. So Carrie decides. Long COVID. I have a bright idea. <laughs> I'm gonna get COVID. Fake it. That's diabolical. <laughs> that for work, like for a big work commitment. That's also like your book. I understand if you like work a nine to five job that you hate and you just need a week off. Definitely, I one hundred percent approve a COVID lie. But like, you're literally like you have one per- job to do. You have a career that people would kill for. Don't fucking fake COVID like that. That's shitty. So, anyways, Carrie also fakes- on Carrie's phone, she has no background. What's going on with her? Well, that kind of makes... I feel like Carrie wouldn't have a background. Sarah, I bet SJP was like, she wouldn't have a background. She's making hardcore creative decisions. So she calls Miranda, or Miranda calls her, and she's like... Miranda's like, Carrie, I'm about to get a tattoo of Rosie the Jetson made on my fucking forearm to show that I'm not a robot. Because I was a robot my own life, you know, when I was a fucking high-powered attorney and, like was the breadwinner of my family and made all my life decisions based on what, what was, I wanted what I wanted and I like had a really successful life in New York. I'm really confused about Miranda's evolution. Did we see this last season? Like all she did was fall in love with Che, but then now suddenly her entire life was bullshit. I thought she loved being a lawyer. She loved her job. Well, that's not kind of not in the Sex and the City 2 movie. She has that moment where she's like, she quits. Yeah, but the Sex and the City 2 movie, I that's actually it is where things became dream logic only from here on yeah. out. So she's going to get a tattoo and she, the tattoo guy was kind of hot. Also, I, I, wanted, loved, I was like, I wanted to suck his last drop. 
like Carrie's so good. I love that she's also a T-Mobile customer. I felt seen and represented in that moment. Mm-hmm. But then you know that you are Nana vibes when you just look at the store next to the T-Mobile store and you're like, hmm, this is what I need. A tattoo? Yeah. And not just any tattoo, like a cartoon tattoo. So Miranda calls Carrie and she's like, is this going to be something I regret till I die? And Carrie's like, yes. And she goes, also, I have COVID. And she goes, wow, you finally got it. I thought you were never going to get COVID. She goes, you COVID. She goes, yeah, it was so weird. Miranda goes, COVID. Oh, you finally got it. I know. I was like, that's interesting. Like Carrie just never got COVID. She's like, I know. Guess I can't send my blood off to the government to be studied in a lab. So, so then she lies to her friends. She lies to her. The only the two people who know her best in the world. The only two people that she knows in the entire world. They hang up. And then within a minute, Charlotte calls. She goes, I just got off the phone with Mar- Miranda. And she says, you have COVID. Do you want to bring over Basmati rice? I'm sending you a bunch of chocolates. And Carrie's like, no, no, it's okay. Um, Carrie's in a place of chicken tendies, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. Yeah, I like that. I've never seen Carrie eat at home. I Wait, think on the show. Also, since when do Seema and Anthony hang out? I mean, it kind of makes sense that they would hang out, but I'm also like, what? No, it, this is dream logic where they only hang out with each other. Can't Anthony have, can't Seema have like another cool gay that she hangs out with? Can't she just have one other friend? Anthony, she's talking. Like, do Seema's friends wonder where she went ever since she got this client, Carrie Bradshaw, and she stopped hanging out with them and only hangs out no. with Carrie and Carrie's friends? Seema needs better friends. Like, does Columbia University wonder where Nia Wallace disappeared to after it's the Sarah she, Lawrence just, cult. she stopped coming to work and then only started, like, drinking late night at bars and, like, brunching with Carrie and her friends? I don't know. Miranda's family is like, where is this woman? I literally don't think I saw Carrie interact with Naya once, except at that like green point where they were like fumigating that apartment. And she, Miranda told her she was going to LA. Oh my God, that episode. I No, but I literally don't think I saw, they never interacted except that one time. Yeah. Because Naya was like spearheading it. But now they're like. Now they're. Now they're soulmates. So. Seema and is complaining about her Birkin getting stolen, and Anthony's like, "I got robbed once by a trick." And, and Seema goes, "Did you run after him?" And he goes, "No, I was handcuffed to the bed." <laughs> and they laugh and laugh and laugh. <sighs> Anthony again, like just Twilight hours. Sad Hell's Kitchen game. Yeah. Oof. Mm, anyways, so the moms are all gathered at the Arbor School, like in the hallway, just and whisper, whisper, whisper about the milf list. Cheryl, Charlotte. Charlotte and LTW are like, they're kind of feigning outrage at the list. And they're like, well, who made the list? And then they name this like senior boy. And then he comes out of the, I like that he was, this was like a little like rumor. Mm -hmm. He comes out and he's like really hot. He's like 17 year old and like fuckable. Yeah. He's super fuckable. And he has like a slow-mo and all the moms kind of like start like. I like the girl that just dropped her folder. Yeah, that'd be me. That was funny. But the moms all kind of like have this moment where they're like, he said we're hot. Like, that means we're actually hot. Yeah. But none of the other moms gone on it except LTW and they're now and jealous haters. Yeah. I was like, I'm surprised that I haven't seen any like groomer discourse. Now you got a little taste of it. Mm-hmm. But they won't really commit. No, I liked it. I thought it was like, I was like, this is funny. I liked it, but I also would be like, let's go a step further and be like a little more inappropriate about it. 
Like, let's make the joke. Like, if you're going to go for that joke, like, let's go for the joke. Is he supposed Samantha to be, style. like, 15? <laughs> he's, like, 19. Damn. He's supposed to be, I guess he's supposed to be, like, high school age, like, 16 or 17. Samantha would have been like, wow, that guy's kind of hot. I should go fuck him. <laughs> Samantha's, like, inexplicably at the PTA meetings. Yeah. <laughs> Samantha? That would, I mean, that would be. Samantha's going to PGA meetings just to scope out like the hot sun. Did you ever do a Saving Sex in the City where she like me too's like or like accidentally fucks like an underage person? Me, I'm sure there's been. She's in a lot of. She fucked like a dead person in like the last. <laughs> Nothing's better than Hologram Sam. Nothing will top Hologram Sam, and she's had some iconic roles, but I don't think off the top of my head she's ever fucked maybe she has i want to say in jeremy o'harris's one she like fucked like a younger person so che oh miranda gets a call in line for che pasa pilot taping miranda she's on the lot and she gets a call from brady who's like in amsterdam his girlfriend just dumped his ass which also like that girl was inappropriate and like spoke with no manners to Miranda, so she should go fuck yeah, off. I would say, who raised you yeah. to her? She, so he's running. Brady is giving like I just killed like a sex worker in the red light district oh energy. He's giving which Amanda, I think he actually did. He's giving um He's Amanda Knox vibes. Yeah. He's done like no boy cries like this unless they've murdered a prostitute. He goes, Mom and she goes, What? What's wrong, Brady? And he goes, I just got broken up with by blah 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 and she's like Oh no! And he's like, "Oh, what's?" And, and then he, she hears a, a car like passing really quickly by, and she goes, "What was that?" And he goes, "Oh, a car just hit me." And he goes, "Honestly, I wouldn't mind getting hit by traffic right now." And she goes, "Oh no, you're suicidal, Brady. You need to go home goes, right now." She's escalating things. I'm also like, I understand that you're you'd be stressed if your kid is in a foreign country, like flipping out. But also, I feel like the best thing to do in those situations is not. Me- mango is not match their like hysteria hysteria and she's like brady brady where are you right now stay still stay perfectly still and i was like oh my god miranda like chill you're gonna drive him into even more like psychosis yeah i i also like if you're that concerned like go why'd you let him go in the first place also no but why did you like why didn't you like fly to europe to be with him like, why did you have him, like, get on a plane? Like, how did, if he's in a state that you're worried he's in, like, how would you expect him to get to the airport and also, like, not, like, crash the plane? Well, I think that it's probably faster for him to yeah. fly to New York and her to fly to New York than for her to say, wait there for, like, 24 hours for me to come. Yeah, I just think, like, getting on, like, a transatlantic flight in a manic state is, like... I think staying in Amsterdam in a manic true. state that's is true. worse. So Che and Danza are... You're like, don't you dare fly over the sea if you're in like a manic state. So now we have like some android drama where she like... Gets a call. She Everyone has to be putting their phones away for the taping. But Miranda lies and says she doesn't have a phone. And she just tucks it into her little waistband. She and like then, lies to the nice security guard. And then she goes in. And then during the taping, it's like this really... Um, it's the pivotal scene. And Tony Danza is like wearing an apron and he's like, my little cannoli. I don't care if you're non-binary as long as you're just always my little girl. <laughs> and and Che's like, they're like, oh, dad, I'm I'll always be your little girl. I'm just being myself now. 
And he's like, thanks, Cannoli. And everyone goes, aw. And then, like, the annoying non-binary showrunner, who is actually, like, a great comedian in real life, and I'm upset that they're making them do this. But they're watching the monitor. It's, like, this emotional, intense scene. Miranda's... And then just in that moment, you hear... What is the Skype noise? I can't remember. Yeah. Boop, boop. And then... Ho! And then the whole crowd, everyone gets, like, in a tizzy, and Miranda realizes... She goes, oh, oh, fuck! Oh, fuck! And it's her phone... The scene is ruined, it's boarded. And then Chase sees Miranda getting escorted out, and they're so pissed. They're like, <sighs> And then the showrunner is like, they can't, they're not a good actor. They're just a comedian. We're never going to get that take again. Or something that was, like, incredibly rude, where I was like, damn, do people That's the start of like your that? show. Like, on set, in front of an audience? And Tony goes, hey, I think Chase's doing a great job. I think they're amazing. I'd say they're the greatest actor that's ever lived. And then everyone in the audience goes, <sighs> Everyone's like, the fucking Marlon Brando. Honestly, though, maybe what you said about only no one watching this show, I actually think like it's going to be the most, in this world, it'll be the number one show in, in the world. Is it going to skyrocket Che to like fame yeah, that, that none of us could ever even conceive of? It, it, they're going to be like friends level famous. After just the pilot. Just the pilot of Che Pasa. <laughs> CBS they are going to be like Big Bang Theory famous. Wow. So this is actually the most... It turns out that this is the most watched show in recorded history. Uh, they do like okay. a... What is that thing? The, the Nelson ratings. Nielsen and it's, ratings. Nielsen ratings. And it's like 30 million. Wow. For the pilot, which has like never happened since like 1960. Mm-hmm. When it was just the Dick Van this Dyke show. This reboots like the entire like... TV is saved. Just TV. Like yeah. the big networks... Like CBS, NBC, yeah. ABC, Fox, yeah. are all become like top of the food chain yeah. networks again, just from Che Pasa. And since this was takes place in the end of 2021, by season four, it's like there has never been a more popular show ever. Like it, they average 50 million viewers a, a, an episode, which is like pretty insane. Okay, wait, I have now a, a follow up question, which is like, when are we gonna get like aligned with the same timeline of and just like that. Well, I think I think eventually che, this is where I'm getting to. I think eventually Che Pasa is going to be in the middle of the writer's strike. And I think there's going to be a whole like multi episode where Che has to like decide if they're going to cross the picket line because the studio is like it is 2023. You know, our industry is in shambles because of the pandemic and everything else. Like we need views, but this will still be like season yeah. three of and just like that. And we meanwhile will be in 2025 or 2026. But and then I'm, I'm asking at what point do our finally oh, our timelines converge never. or if we're just going to no, always, always be on a separate timeline? They're going to always be a few years behind who decided that. Cause like sex in the city was always on the same timeline as the viewer. So who decided, like, oh, in this show, in this iteration, it's really important that we're a year and a half behind where the viewer is? I think it was, like, someone was like, hey, there's a continue continuity error right here. And he's like... Just make it just make three it like weeks later. Three weeks later. And they're like, all right. Interesting. But there will be a whole lot of... Che, they're gonna, the studio will be, like, you demanding the writers. They're going to be threatening them. Like, you must come to work or you will be... This, this is the most popular show ever made. Che Pasa is killing it. We just sold royalties to the Middle East. And China has actually... It's one of the only approved 
sitcoms that is allowed to be watched in China. Wow. And China is crazy for Chepasa. And they have so they're they're booming now. Their business their business is bigger than ever. China is like the surpasses Americans for like the most viewers of Che Pasa. They're doing a, a Chinese version of Che Pasa, like a sitcom. I thought they would reboot. just dub it. And no, like... they're doing they're dubbing it and they're doing their own version. And Che gets to be in that version too. <laughs> che has sold their AI like rights. Yeah. So it's Che's face and they just dub in a little mouth that speaks in fluent Mandarin. Che also has signed a contract to be the host of the Oscars for the next 30 years. Mm-hmm. So like every year Che will be the host of the Oscars. I like Billy that Crystal you see Who. a vision where Che is like an essential player in the and just like that universe like Above and beyond the other ladies on the show. Che is the most important character. Let's be real. Che has... And just like Che will be season three. No, but has there ever, has there been a more talked about character in this iteration of Sex and the City? Certainly not. So say with that what you will. Take that. So anyway, um, Miranda... Miranda and Che come to blows outside of the studio. Well, Miranda calls Charlotte. I'm like, call Steve. Yeah. Where, the, where is Steve? Also, if you are in this little pickle where you can't access your phone and you know that your kid's freaking out, wouldn't you just call your child's father and be like, hey, yeah. I have to be, I'm like out of commission for the next like three hours. Will you just talk to him and schedule this flight back? And then I will get in touch with both of you when I'm back in biz. No, Steve has been taken away. She had Steve 5150. Steve is in a home. Steve was literally like, you're unwell. Like, I've never seen you like this. I don't trust you. I think you're a danger to yourself and those around you. And Miranda used her legal powers to lock Steve away in the insane asylum. She got a conservatorship over Steve. She did. And now Steve is just being drugged into a stupor in like... The same as the insane asylum where David Duchovny lived yeah. for a long time. Maybe David's even there with Steve. Because let's there. be real. I'll bet David didn't make a full recovery from that stint. And now David and Steve are just like in padded rooms, kind of drooling on themselves and in a, in a, just a lavender haze. So Miranda, but meanwhile, while she's not ignoring calling Steve, she's on the lot. And Che arrives with a black umbrella being held by an assistant to block out the sun. Like, Che is fully... Star. Star, star, star. And Che's like, you fucking bitch. You ruined my scene. Fuck your kid. It's it is just a kid. And Miranda goes, he's my kid. He's, he's most not imp- just a kid. He's my kid. He's the most important thing in my life. And Che doesn't like hearing that. No, che no, said, no, no. Oh, wow. And she goes, and, and Miranda goes, and you'll never know what that's like. And Che said, go home to your... Rat face Your kid. little rat face in Columbine. This might be the end of Che and Miranda. It's I think, time. I think it's a fitting end. Yeah. Miranda goes, come on. Do we have to end things on such a yucky note? I was like, my God, woman. And then Che's that like, That line made me... Worried. Worried for everyone. <laughs> I was a like, yucky oh no. note. I was like, oh no, Miranda's gonna go full turf. <laughs> but this is like, again, Nana territory. And Che goes, fine. I hope I hope Brady's okay. Mima. And she goes, oh, thank you, Che. Thank you, baby. I'll call you. I'll call you at some point. And then she gets on a train. She gets on an Amtrak. Then she gets on a railroad coal train and heads all the way back. It's going to take a... She just starts walking Forrest Gump style. Vagabond style. <laughs> she just starts walking. She goes, it'll Agnes be faster Arda. if I walk. And yeah. she decides to walk across the entire United States to get back to Bradle. So 
It's the night of the geodesic dome show. The Bulgari. 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 Does three designers to watch and each in a three geodesic dome. And Carrie and Seema are just like sitting around drinking like GHB. Talking shit. Talking shit. And And they um, notice a thief come in and just start stuffing his mouth. A cater waiter starts in in full. Broad fully sight. in broad sight of everyone, just starts grabbing jewelry and putting it in his pocket. And Carrie and Seema go, oh, 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 oh. "What? What are we supposed to do?" And then he literally, basically goes, "Stick him up." He does like a hold up, and he, without pointing a gun, he goes, "Give me your watch. Give me your jewelry. Hand it over." But then Seema does the ultimate boss bitch move and pulls a tiny gun out of her bag. And Carrie goes, I have COVID. And then everyone runs out of the geodesic. That was den. funny. That was funny. But what in what world is this like a thing that would happen? This is like a little like this feels a little like this is what the cities are like now. People just stealing in broad daylight. But like, like a hot cater waiter, not even like trying to be sly about it. Just no. being like. No, like a hot gay cater waiter. In Bryant Park, in the middle of a fashion party, is and like no one can stop him, and no one can stop him. It feels. A, I'm sorry, it felt a little like this is what Fox News thinks. Like all major cities are like. Now. It was definitely reading like boomer panic, rich boomer, yeah, rich gay white boomer panic. This is what happens in the cities. People just get robbed in geodesic domes in front of everyone. People thieves will literally go in and grab handfuls of anything you're selling and yeah. stuff their pockets full right in front of your very eyes. It's like when someone will be like, "I need that tiny gun that Seema had. Yeah. I need eyes on that." And someone link me to that purchase because that is my dream. And she just got elevated to character numero uno for me. It's a tiny gun lighter, and Lisette goes. Oh, oh, my event is ruined. And she goes, oh. Everything I've worked for my entire life, gone in the I'm blink of an eye. I'm 23 and making millions of dollars a year. And then she skedaddles off. Don't you have insurance for all that jewelry? Not Lisette. Lisette, you're fine. Yeah. You live in... I think it's fine. Also, Ultimately, like. Why does she live in the Upper East Side again? What is this show? Oh, is it like showing her jewelry to get it in buyers? Buyers. But like she's already. But like you're not selling the jewelry at your like you, you said the jewelry. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> like you would have like backups of that jewelry, even like on a computer. It's I don't like that. You would have this isn't the only jewels. Like the buyers aren't like we'll take that one and put it in our store, are they? It's giving It's giving like we didn't want to Google this and research, so we're just gonna say how this is. It's giving her runaway is giving in not another teen movie when the girl like gets water poured on her even though she's wet. Remember that? <laughs> and then she runs off crying and then she runs back because that way is blocked. <laughs> That's what it was giving. So Lisette is incredibly depressed. And the next morning Carrie goes into her gorgeous apartment, which is nicer than Carrie's. Lizette is fine. Lizette. Well, first, Seema, the next day, Seema strolls. She's like, I whipped the gun out. She takes to the streets of the back lot. And she's just clip-clopping her way through wherever the fuck she lives. This Gramercy. looks like old Kensington in London. Like, this looks like London. <laughs> she's in it's New, Notting New Hill. Orleans. She's in the French <laughs> Quarter. And she's clip-clopping down the street. And this little girl in a, in a bulldog walks by. And she leans down. Can I pet your puppy? And then she looks. And the Birkin is there under a bush. That wouldn't happen. And she goes, oh, only in New York. My special Birkin. 
And then it's nighttime again, and Carrie goes up to Lisette's double door apartment. And Carrie she goes, goes and slips into bed with old. <laughs> Carrie goes, I forgot reading she has a key. about reading about all this cock sucking in the shower has yeah. gotten me really wet and wild. She she goes, I drove all that <laughs> crept in your room, and she and she sits down to Lisette and she goes, Hey, and Lisette's been in bed for days. She slips her hand just into Lisette's blouse and cups a tit. Yeah, they have like a Carol romance, mm-hmm. and she goes, she, she grooms goes, her in her weakest <laughs> moment. <laughs> She goes, she goes, hey girl, hey girlfriend. And and Lisette's like, hey old bitch. And she's like, and she's like, I know you're sad about the jewelry girl, but just but I think. have something that'll get you <laughs> hot and bothered and excited. <laughs> she goes, hey girlfriend. She goes, I know you're upset. I know you're upset about the jewels, the stolen jewels. And Lisette goes, and she goes, but why don't you eat my pussy? <laughs> and then Lisette, she goes, it'll make you feel better. And Lisette goes, okay. Okay. <laughs> and Carrie goes back into the stew the next day and she kills. She slays. She slays it. And then at the end, the guy goes, all right, chapter four. I love that that's how far they got. <laughs> and then after they booked the stew, they've sunk like hundreds of thousands of dollars into the recording of this audiobook. And then, and then they end with. <laughs> Carrie and Seymour at like a beer garden or something, and they're in like old Berlin. <laughs> and then <laughs> Seymour's like, She's like, I'm so proud of you, bitch. She's like, You got your audio book finished. And she's like, she you, you got read th- that you've read three chapters. They've they've spent 200k just trying to get you through that chapter, but you killed it. And now you're on the fourth. And she goes, she goes and you, you, you found your purse on the ground. And then she goes, A toast. She goes, To New York, the bad and the good and the bad. And then all of a sudden, these like hot ass rugby Australian rug like young rugby players. There's like twelve of them, and they're like, "Hey, ladies!" They're like, "Right, miss." He like, goes, "Where are you from? Are you from out of town?" And Seema goes, "Born and raised in New York." And she goes, "What about you?" And he goes, "Oh, you know, well, obviously from Sydney." And he's like, "Do you guys want? <laughs> do you guys want to hang out?" So they all go back and they have a fucking. They have a fucking wild orgy. Carrie's like, "If you all could just get in the shower and lay down." And they writhe and lay, and she sucks them all off in the shower. <laughs> and that is Sex in the City. She and Seema get, like, fully bukkakied in Carrie's shower. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like this ending. I like it, too. What if this was the end of the series? <laughs> that would feel right. It would. Like, this could end at any time, and I would be perfectly comfortable with that. I'd be like, it's fitting, it's suiting. I do like Carrie and Seema, like, the banger sisters. Just old whores on the town. <laughs> I need Carrie to, like, do I that. I need her to be a whore for once. Yeah. Please. And, you know, I like Carrie just putting people out of work left and right, lying and lying, lying about everything that happens to her, faking COVID and just sucking and fucking her way through Manhattan. (laughs) I want that because, you know, in only two episodes, we're going to get old Aiden. Aiden is true creeper. (laughs) He's truly he is the poltergeist. He is. To villain. Guys, stay tuned. We I keep meaning to make these episodes short, but they just go long, long, they go long, 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 long. But you're lucky for that, and Cold we're lucky out really to quick. 
Oh, my sweet cult members, Danielle McMillan. We met some of them this weekend. I know. Guys, thank you so much, all the cult heads out at the shows. We love you. Danielle McMillan. McMillan. Claire Walker. Claire Walker. Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Kelly Hafner. Hafner. Mary. Mary. Maisie McKinney. Maisie McKinney. Mike Earhart. Mike Earhart. Sharon Baum. Realtor. Realtor. (laughs) Guys, call Sharon Baum. Wow. Realtor. It says in all caps. Courtney Kesselman. Kesselman. Carrie Whitmer. Whitmer. Trays. We met Carrie. We met Trey. We met Trey's. Ava Smith. Ava Smith. Trench School. Trench School. Mariah Kay. Rochelle Martino. Kit Moore. Moore. Hillary. Hillary. Alicia Gandhi. Nick Sidiris. Sidiris. Emily. Emily. Heather Keltai. Keltai. Kim Lucas. Lucas. Jeffrey Pratima. 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 I like that Jeffrey Pratima can never not be a cult member because people now depend on Pratima, Pratima, Pratima. To- <sighs> Pratima, Pratima, Pratima. Guys, buy ticket store shows happening next week. Seattle, LA, San Francisco, 10th, 12th, 14th. Do it. Do it. Bye. Bye. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith-Savadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com